Joining me as we wrap up the day's markets action is independent analyst Carl Gervers. Thank you so much for your time, Carl. The JSE's performance, because, you know, what's surprising me is that throughout the week, the JSE hadn't really been following what's going on in the global markets. So if you would look at US and EU markets being in the green, the JSE would be in the red and vice versa. But today, um, it seems to have that that sentiment in those markets seems to have filtered through. Is the news on the U.S. inflation overpowering the concerns over the worsening COVID-19 situation in China? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the market reaction, it certainly has overpowered. And, and um, I think the, the Chinese um, lockdown story is more of a sort of a medium term story where, where this um, CPI number that came out in the U.S., is a, an immediate reaction so mm. um and it, it impacted across all asset classes so we saw um us yields you know dropping uh, so bonds bonds reacting the currency reacting quite quite significantly so everything like the rand strength today is purely on on the back of a weaker dollar yeah. um, and then of course markets uh, feeling a, a lot more buoyant um and and everything is linked to the the, the interest rate hiking cycle. So the inflation number um, is, is so important, at least the direction of it and, and also the, the magnitude. So, I mean, it, it basically came in 20 basis points below um, what, what the market expected. And that's caused this huge uh, swing in, in, yeah. in sentiment. But, you know, tomorrow could, could be a different <laughs> story again. But um, yeah. it, it certainly has, has brought... Uh, uh, also brings the, the traders into the market, you know, everyone's speculating that things will go in a certain direction. Yeah. To prove how much the dollar has weakened, we're seeing the yen in a level that we haven't seen in quite a while. Now just below 142 against the US dollar. So quite, quite interesting the moves that we are seeing there. So just sticking with that inflation story, um, at 7.7% versus expectations of 7.9%, 8% on a month-on-month -month basis at 0.4%. Does it mean the end of Fed hawkishness? No, I think I think it certainly doesn't mean an end to the hiking cycle. Um, mm -hmm. I think we'll still see rate hikes going forward. Um, I think it it just encourages the market that it could be a a, a quicker um, turnaround to to maybe you know stop hiking and and uh, and possibly um, possibly well, probably cuts not not in the near future, but I think at least moderating so the. Uh, the Fed being less less aggressive in in their their hikes and not needing to because the you know at the end of the day they they trying to to uh, to bring inflation under control so that's what the the market uh, is looking forward to mm. um, and 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 that I guess is you know it is a positive to to see some um, control coming you know in, into the the inflation um, element. Yeah, and we wait and see to see if that um, that rally in the markets is sustainable because we do do still have those results rolling in from the U.S. midterm elections. So still quite some risks that do persist there. We actually even mentioned, as I read out those U.S. boards that were actually in the in the green, uh, but earlier on were in the red. I mean, it's it's not a new thing because the markets are so volatile that anything could happen. But let's go into some of the updates that came out of the JSC. So we had. Sap 
Zappi coming in with results, updating us on the fourth quarter and also the year. So that share price up almost 8%, posting record core profits, surpassing the previous record set in FY2000. They've also slashed their, de their debt to just over $1 billion. This is the lowest net debt level in over 20 years. Would you say that this year for SAPI was the year of riding the wave of the conditions of a tight market? Yeah, I think certainly. I mean, if you look at the results and, and they highlighted that they did benefit from from rising selling prices. I mean, that's um, so within both graphic paper and, and dissolving um, wood pulp. So um, graphic paper is an area that's been under a lot of pressure from a pricing point of view for many years. So there they they got some benefits there. Um, they also got some volume benefits. So, so I think certainly they are a price taker at the end of the day. They produce a commodity, um, and that certainly played into into their hand. And they they've done quite well to to reduce their debt level, as you said. Um, but it is a cyclical industry. Um, they are exposed more to uh, where Mondi is more exposed to packaging. Uh, SAP is more exposed to to the graphic uh, paper market and also dissolving wood pulp. Um, so, you know, the the tide might turn, and that's why it's important for them to to shore up their balance sheet. So they had a lot of debt; they've paid down. They're close to where they want to be at the one billion um, dollar mark. Um, so I think, uh, and also being able to pay a dividend. I mean, that that certainly is something positive for for shareholders and for SAP uh, um, mm. as a whole. Um, but I mean, if you look at the share price action today, it was quite, like you mentioned, volatility. Yeah. So SAPI opened uh, opened down this morning, then it went all the way up to 8%, and I think it closed at just over 2%. Yes. So um, there, there was some like some some concern, I think, by the market. Um, and, and again, that could be on in terms of the, the outlook, which wasn't, uh. Uh, you know, it was quite a cautious outlook in terms of the subdued demand that they that they're seeing in terms of uh, yeah. the impact of the China, you know, weakening and, and also the Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, before we go to your stock pick, I quickly want to check in on MultiChoice. They also came out with uh, results. Um, the markets, though, didn't react badly. Um, in fact, the stock, the stock was up about uh, almost 2% the last time I checked. What am I missing? Because those earnings looked a bit lackluster. Yeah, I mean, they did They did have a trading statement on Monday. So I think the market was aware of it since Monday. So ah, I think okay. the price reaction would have happened prior. But uh, yeah, it's not, it is lackluster. I mean, um, very little earnings growth, um, revenue growth, uh, 7%. Um, and, and we've seen a bit of pressure in terms of pricing in South Africa. And, and Africa is doing a lot better in terms of that. And they do see potential for break even in 2023 for the African uh, operation yeah um but yeah it, it's a it's a utility company that's that's struggling in terms of pricing so mm. um you know yeah. what you buy it for is probably a high dividend yield ah all right well let's get to your stock pick uh, for today uh carl yeah so uh, british american tobacco um it's it's one of those that in the current market is, is a, a bit of a place to hide a, a defensive uh company it obviously sells um, not the healthiest product, um, but but it's it's cash generative, um, not huge growth, but but you're getting uh, a very you know cash generative 11% uh, free cash flow yield on on the market cap, a dividend yield of over six percent in hard currency or quite a diverse uh, uh, basket of currencies, and it's not a demanding valuation and a forward PE of under 10 times. 
Um, and on top of that, they have reduced their balance sheet risk in terms of paying down debt. It's still got, got some debt, but it's uh, certainly de-risked in, in, in that sense. So I think it's, yeah. it's a, a good place to hide earning a dividend while you wait for opportunities. All right. Let's wrap it up, Carl. Thank you so much for your time and for your insights. You. That was independent analyst Carl Gervers.